the Zeitgeist features four different personalities who provide their spin on what's being talked about right now in today's culture. Their conversations include current news, celebrity culture, politics, and more. The moderator starts and ends each discussion. The comedian holds nothing back. The wild card keeps you on your toes. And the analyst breaks it all down into easy-to-understand points. Welcome to the Zeitgeist. Episode 30. Hey everybody, it's the Zeitgeist crew back with another week of exciting news. How's everybody doing today? Well, after that, I'm doing really well. Yay, look at that. <laughs> Ayana, what's going on in your life? I'm here. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's promising. Chance, how you doing? I already responded to you, crazy. Yeah, but I want you, I want you to respond again. They don't know who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the analyst. <laughs> it's me, Mario. Remember Brandy? Wow, Mario. Y'all are so stupid. Um, and how you doing, Wildfire? What's up, Chris? I'm good. I'm, a, I'm at about 80, 85% today for the folks, so. Oh, yeah. please. It's just the wild too. Just letting you know. Yeah. But I'm hanging the, in there. I showed up. Yeah, the wild card was sick earlier this week. What'd yeah. you have? And I have a wonderful, now my back is, which is better today. But mm. I'm strapped up to a heating pad right now. Oh. You sick or in pain? What's the difference? Um, well, I was sick last week, which let me laying in the bed. I had some kind of virus. Uh, it was which had me laying in the bed and working from the bed, and which also in turn screwed my back up. So I'm in day two of back recovery. So at least it's not locking up anymore. Mm. And I found you find they had they have these like disposable heating pad kind of things. Mm -hmm. I did find these. They're rather nice. You can just strap them to yourself and you know get moving. Yeah, I have one right now. Sweet. They have some for your feet and hands too. Like when you're um, like if you're cold, like you can just kind of throw them in your shoes mm -hmm. and throw in your hands. So right. same technology, which makes it very nice. Right. Cool. Well, guys, let's um, let's hop into the sizzle. All right, so unless you've been under a rock, I'm sure you guys know that Donald Trump is leading the Republican um, race. People aren't happy. People aren't happy, and people are so unhappy that um, someone has taken, some hackers have taken to getting his personal information and sharing it with the world so that we can, I guess, harass and be rude to Trump um, like he pretty much is doing to us. Well... Okay. Yeah, and that's supposedly. Okay, allegedly, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, supposedly, and this is anonymous. It's not mm -hmm. just any... Well, now, anonymous, I think they said they didn't actually do it, but they got the information, but they didn't actually release it. Mm -hmm. This is Mr. Um, Robot, right? This is a Mr. Robot action? That it, yeah, it's, it, yes, it's been featured in Mr. Robot. It's been featured <laughs> in um, Elementary on CBS as well, actually. Yeah. Uh, anonymous. So, you know, they're big time. Uh, they released his cell phone number, supposedly, his social security number, mm. supposedly, that's and juicy. the contact. Uh, what's that? That's juicy. That's social. That Donald social. Yeah. And the contact details of his PR and legal representatives. Um, but but most of the information is publicly available, not that social security number. So the question is, is that his real one? Because if so, you know, it, it's a lengthy intricate process to get a new social security number and that's no fun now on the other side because some people say well they have crossed the line with this in trump yes trump may be problematic but this is too much but remember trump has released people's numbers not social security numbers but phone numbers lindsey graham he did that and somebody else so you know turnabout is fair play i agree hey Comedian, what do you, what say you? Do you want your information out there? Uh, no. Who, who does? I got upset when I asked, when I realized that Facebook allows people to call you from their messenger app. Really? Yeah. It it's not um. They they assign you like a number. Yeah. It it rings on your phone, but it's not like if somebody called my phone. It's not like if one of you guys picked up and said, "Hey, yeah." I mean, it's like a weird ring, and then it pops up Facebook Messenger call. 
and oh. um oh. but at one point facebook and this was i wouldn't want this to happen now because i have way more friends but even then i still had a good amount of friends i didn't realize that when you put all your information in the facebook that it made it public unless you click mm -hmm. and they said make it private and i have to this day i still have some dude from jamaica calling me every day um every birthday to tell me happy birthday <laughs> and that he thinks i'm very funny it always goes voicemail whenever you call because i'm like i don't know who that is so you know, I, i'm not a fan of that mm. hmm. um one thing about trump and being hacked um he has all of these wonderful wonderfully high level i'll say to be kind plans right now how he's going to negotiate that with everyone and make the world bend at his will build walls and make people pay for them yet he can't control his websites and being hacked i just want to put that out there for people okay for someone who has just autonomous power and can control each and every little thing and will use those abilities and talents to get you what you want okay once he becomes president seems to be having some trouble with his own websites and his social security number and his phone number i'm just saying and that was i think anonymous's point <laughs> Oh, okay, good. Well, that was my interpretation as well, Anonymous. Mm -hmm. Politics. It's getting it's getting kind of crazy. Crazy in the streets. Uh, you got you got Trump rallies. People are attacking attacking people. You have um, people coming out against uh, some some of the the other what do you call it the the leading people on on the other side, the Democratic side, and um, this looks like it's going to be a very a very interesting uh, debate. I mean, I've, I've had a lot of conversations. People are concerned about their well-being. If, um, you know, Donald Trump happens to, 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 to become president, um, people think that he has, has a good, good chance. I mean, I think the fact that he is a really competitive candidate is causing a lot of people to really think about getting out there and, and voting um, for Hillary. Some people are mad. A lot of the Bernie Sanders folks I've heard, are, they're upset that people are feeling a burn um, and you know th things are really interesting this political season uh, welcome to politics <laughs> <laughs> like welcome and you, well, know, you know they're new you know that's they're what new I'm, yeah. and what this. they need to do is listen to the wild card and I break it down every week because we ain't new to politics mm. okay Raven Simone this isn't the first time we started paying attention okay mm. Because she loves to get on The View all the time talking about 18-year-olds, how we need to educate them. Educate yourselves! That's what we she's have to do. View? She's still on The View? Yes, yeah, she, yeah, she's still that. on The View. <laughs> I signed one of those petitions. I just thought my voice mattered. <laughs> no, the po look, any petition you sign, everybody gets somebody off of the show is going to keep them on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Look, it's best to ignore. Like, we said it last week. So let me. So if you are, if you're finally getting involved in politics, welcome. Guess what? Guess what, everybody? The establishment is the establishment for a reason. I don't. This stuff is going to start driving me crazy. And see, Brandy, you set it up this way to get me going. Okay. It is called the establishment for a reason. If you want a revolution, where don't wait for the elected officials. Get your butts out there. And go revolt. Re revolutions aren't pretty. They're no. not. We just saw the Arab Spring. That wasn't pretty. There's right. violence involved in revolutions. It's not, oh, I'm sitting and instead of, uh, you know, paying for a $10 latte, I'm going to get Bernie $10. That is not a revolution. Okay. Yeah, they also will, will overextend themselves and actually may show up to stand in a voting booth and pull a lever. I got news for you. That's not a revolution either. No. I'm sorry. I wish and, it was so simple. Exactly. So uh, the aftermath, well, here's, here's the point. Here's the point. We want to get into uh, what now, okay? <laughs> now what in politics when it comes to the presidential uh, nominating processes? Uh like we've said, Hillary Clinton is probably going to be the nominee. I mean, it, look, the probability is so high that it's really no point in even talking about Bernie's chances. Uh, now, of course, his campaign says he's not getting out. He has money and he has a shot because the next string of states are favorable to him. But the problem is this is about delegate math. Yep. 
there aren't enough delegates in those states and he's not going to win by large enough margins going forward for it to matter. Now, he claims that he'll be competitive in New York, in Maryland, in California, in New Jersey, in Pennsylvania, but um, stop it. Yeah, now, the terrain is not there. It's yeah, not. Yeah. Just stop it. Also, <laughs> what's so funny to me now about Bernie, because, you know, he's supposed to be the purity candidate. I've yeah. been saying this for 40 years, that kind of guy, which, okay. Uh, but if you say that, then we're going to hold you to it. Now his campaign has come out, and he has not denounced trying to get those superdelegates. Remember, everybody, he, his campaign himself, his supporters, all of them were so appalled by the superdelegates because they came out in full force for Hillary Clinton before voting started. Oh, it's why do we have... Which is normal, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and they said, oh, why do we have superdelegates? That started in the 80s because right. the Democratic Party is inclusive. They want different voices to be heard. So that's how it started. And it was fine for Obama, okay, when they switched to him. So, oh, why do we have it? But now, everyone, his campaign is trying to steal them back. Well, wait a minute. Whoa, wait a minute, Bernie. I thought it was about the pledge delegates, which are the ones that are attached to voters. But now that Hillary is so far ahead, it's a problem. I'm done with the Democrats. Let's move to the Republicans. <laughs> the Democratic side, it doesn't even matter. For the Republicans. Okay. Now we have three men in the race. We got Trump, we got Kasich, and we got Cruz. Um, now, Kasich did win in his state of Ohio. He got all of the delegates there. Yeah, Trump, yeah, Trump won everywhere else. Mm. But Trump, it's still possible that Trump will not get enough pledged delegates to win the nomination outright. So now everyone's talking about the contested or open convention, which will be a complete ruckus. Now, and this is the final thing I'm going to say in Wildcard, you can take over. Trump came out in an interview and said, uh, you know, if I look like I have the most delegates and I don't get the nomination, even if I don't get enough pledged delegates to get a majority, there may be riots. Hmm. Yes, now that's what he said. Mm -hmm. Well, comedian, you're reacting strongly to that. Why don't you jump in before the wild card? Oh, that sounds like a threat. Sounds like a what? A threat. Uh, that's the question. Or a directive. Yeah, well, which is a threat. Mm -hmm. You're going to beat that. Mm -hmm. You have power, and you're telling people that if X, Y, Z doesn't happen, then you know B is going to go down. Then that's the threat. So I don't know. I found it interesting in uh, one of the articles we were reading that Trump's majority of his voters are uneducated, poor white people, which he loves the uneducated. Yeah, well, because like the first thing you said it better, but poorly educated. That really, I really like the way you framed it. The first, you know, the first time he said it when it was natural for him, the poorly educated. Yeah, yeah. He said we're winning the well educated, the somewhat well educated, the poorly educated. We don't we love the poorly educated. I mean it's you know. Go ahead, comedian. I don't know, just it's they're easy to control. I mean, you talk to a dumb person, it's just like I don't know, y'all have you lived in the land of the dumb? I mean of course. Um now you can be dumb with a degree too. Oh, and you could be smart without one. So, this you know, very true. Hey, Ben Carson. Ah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Wildcard. Oh, well, I mean, this guy, again, this, I think the word here is influence. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a certain segment of the population on the Republican side, I'll say. Um, that is, they, they really hang on every word he says, so whenever he issues threats like this, I'm going to just call it a threat. Um, it's, it's a somewhat nuanced threat, and I'm being polite. Um, whenever he does things like this, he's using the bully pulpit in a way we've never seen. I should say we've never seen, because this has happened before. Okay. Um. Yeah, like, uh, George Wallace is George in Wallace is going him. Yeah. Right, right, but what he's doing is really trying to solidify his lead even though the rules don't prohibit him. If you don't get to that 1237, the rules don't point to you automatically being able to win because you have a plurality. Now remember, this guy does not have over 50%. Right. Okay, that's important to note. So, what he's doing is he's trying to buttress that. Okay, his lead or solidify his lead. Buttress. Or maybe, maybe even strengthen it. <laughs> 
by inciting his his little uh, his minions, yeah. okay, to to put fear into the process. Whereas if you don't give our guy the nomination, regardless of the rules, mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna knock somebody out, burn something down, and whatever we can think of. Okay, so this is a threat to the establishment from signed, sealed, and delivered by Donald Trump. Um, so now again, let me you, ask you this then, wild card. Mm-hmm. Moving forward, do you think that Trump will actually be the Republican nominee? Mm. You know, I'm gonna. St- I've said I said he was gonna get to twelve thirty-seven, but looking at some of the numbers now, I'm not so sure of that. Yeah, it's possible for him. It's I think possible. he has to win. Yeah, because yeah. he's really slow. Even though he's won the states, he's slowed down a bit, collect delegate wise, collection wise, um, especially because if you look at Ohio. Which is the only state he didn't win. He didn't have the plurality because Kasich had it. That's a winner take all, or was a winner take all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I believe that hurt him. If he had won Ohio, we'd really been in trouble. But um, he did win Illinois. <clears throat> so and he won Florida, which was winner take all. Florida, right? But still, I think his pace has slowed down as far as delegates. So, election. do you think he's going to be nominee or not? My goodness. Um, you mean after the shenanigans, like if they go to an open convention and blah blah blah? Do you blah, think blah, he's going to be the nominee? Yes. In any scenario. Yes. Okay. yes. Just because I don't see a way for the even the establishment to kind of pull the rug on him. They can do it in the convention. I know they can, but what are they going to do? Run a third party candidate? They can look. Yeah, you're asking me through. No matter what, is this going to happen? That was is the question. Going to be, I'm gonna say yes. Okay, we got you on record. Stop talking. We done with you. you. We don't want to hear any more equivocating. <laughs> you see how they treat me? See how they treat me? Oh my god! Well, guys, that is our. You know what? For the record, before you go on, Trump versus Hillary Clinton. I'm pounding the gavel. There, you want firm? There's your firm. Well, obviously, it's gonna be Trump versus Clinton if you choose Trump. No, not according to the Bernie folks. Look, we live in the real world, not in the pie in the sky world, okay? <laughs> what about the smoke filled room world that he's adopted? <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. No worries, guys. Guys, as you guys see, politics is exciting, and we're going to continue to bring you politics every week. Odd news. So, our political section sounds a little bit like odd news. I mean, just the thought process of uh, Donald Trump potentially being our president. But let's talk, let's head into our real odd news for the week so very interesting article in the New York Post um, interesting yes, <laughs> extremely interesting article about um, one taste now you guys might think one taste um, we talk about food and health on this um, on this podcast a lot but it's not that type of taste one taste is an orgasmic meditation clinic in New York City now wait a minute Say that again. An orgasmic meditation center or clinic located in New York City. And that's literal? Yeah, it is it is it is literal. They have fifteen minute um, orgasmic meditation sessions <laughs> that encourage you to focus on the moment. Oh, um, that's exactly <laughs> what you say. What lunch? I mean, what are you <laughs> okay, and how how is the how is the one taste orgasmic meditation? You know, for where did they get this name from? I think it's horrible. Part just, just <laughs> <laughs> one taste. It's, yeah, it's very 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 bad. But you, it's a fifteen minute um, concentrated uh, upper, I believe, right. Um, Right-sided clitoral the stroke. Left. <laughs> upper left stroke of the clitoral. Yeah. Oh, come on. Quadrant. Uh, that's the word quadrant, they use. Quadrant. quadrant. Yeah. <laughs> upper left quadrant upper of left the clitoris. Quadrant of the clitoris. Okay. Um, that you know allows couples, partners, um, to connect more deeper with uh each other. So they don't just have, from my understanding. They don't just have random stroking. It's a partner exercise. So, <laughs> so this is like something from Masters of Sex on Showtime. Yeah, Masters of Sex. Now, on Showtime, there's another show on Showtime. I think it's called, like, Sunny the 
Megatron or something like that. She, she's like a blogger, but Showtime has a series, and she also did um, like a, a docu series about this whole like organic. So you're just an expert movement. now. Have you gone through this, Brandon? You are really an expert. I have not gone through this, but when I was reading it, it made me think of Tandra, right? The whole, the whole like. Tantric, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Like, I'm not gonna go to a person to facilitate someone rubbing on my clitoris for 15 minutes. Like, can't you just do that at your house? Okay, but you're leaving out one very important detail. It's yeah. And by the way, everyone, the comedian brought this to us just to. Okay, why you, know. you guys throw me out? Like, <laughs> I can just blame everybody. <laughs> I don't understand that he's not the entire cast of Fight Night. That's interesting. I was just saying, I was enjoying what everybody was thinking that Brandy was the one that brought this to you guys' attention. Well, Brandy, Brandy, look, Brandy might know more about it than you. I think she might. I I, I consume a lot of sex um, education through my day. I mean, I think that's what we calling it. Um, that's what she said. Um, it's $200. And what Brandy just said, I didn't realize when you said it's not just some random stranger. So it's BYOP, bring your own partner. So yeah. you're paying $200 for 15 minutes to use this facility. I guess they got special mats and lotions. Um, but if you drink enough water, I don't think you need you know anybody's lotion. Um, <laughs> In my opinion, so why am I spending two hundred dollars to use your facility if I have to bring my own person? It's a coach. Yeah. You're paying for I'm the coach. Con- okay, so oh. go sorry, no, go ahead, go ahead. I just had a the question I believe has been answered, but let me just make sure I understand this. So you don't carry yourself as a young lady to the facility, and they pair you with a therapist. Is what is what I'm thinking? Someone to massage the upper left quadrant. Right, that's not how this goes. No, you had the B Y O P. Oh, so you go with your man or whatever, and someone kind of tells you. Well, theoretically, your man, and someone try, someone tells you your man what to do and how to thereby touch the upper left head, his left or your left. Look, her, it's her left. Okay. So he, but this energy that's flowing between the two. Don't you ever say him. energy flowing between the two. Yes, right? that's energy flowing between the two, so he gets off as well. And also in these, um, these you know, I don't know, clitoral some meditation things, they have demonstrations where you may have like couples will come to watch a person demonstrate on a person in the front of the room, you know, kind of, kind of show you, I guess, how to properly stroke it. And then, you know, the couples can partake afterwards amongst themselves. So sometimes it's a viewing and sometimes it's a engagement. So this is my question. What if I only take three minutes? Do I get reimbursed for the other 12? No, no, no. Because it's not about, this isn't about the orgasm, remember. But I don't want you touching me after that happens, though. Do you see no, what but, but, but Right. The, the goal is 15 minutes of focus. Meditation. Yeah, but what if no, 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 no. Because <laughs> your mind is not properly set. Listen to the comedian style of the dude. <laughs> so, and this is this is the this is the whole tantra you were talking about, Brandy, where it's yeah, you need to be in the moment and you know, you don't want to uh, get too excited too early. Yeah, she breathes through it. That's what meditation is okay, about. But then there are times when you just don't want somebody to touch you. And what if I already scheduled an 11 a.m. appointment on a Tuesday and I wake up on Tuesday and I'm just like, I don't want you touching me. And I have a cancellation fee that's probably $25. See, I, this makes me... It's a perfect, that's a perfect opportunity for you to partake in orgasmic meditation. You because. need to push through on those things. You need to <laughs> yeah, push through exactly. on those things. Exactly. Push through. It's an opportunity for you to push through. This is, abso- look, this is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. It is. Can, can I just say this? First of all, um, I'm, trying to, I, I'm trying to get some uh, cheap information here regarding the Padres. So that maybe I can oh, apply that to some yeah. special woman in my life one day. So <laughs> we have her upper left for the guys. Okay. That seems to be a spot there. Now. My second question here is, well, not question. Let me put it this way. I think this says more about our society and maybe sexual repression. Yeah. I think that says that you have to pay $200 and create this entire mechanism and facade that says this is not sexual, as if it's something bad for it not to be. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. What's wrong with something being sexual? 
Well, I think anytime you introduce money and sex, people automatically think about prostitution. Well, true, but I'm saying why, again, why do we need the entire artifice? Right. And, but to your point, I, I people are suppressed sexually. Like if, you, especially as a woman, if you, if that's something you want to do, then you're considered a whore or whatever the term and the same thing with a man if, if that's something that a man if, if I talk to any of any guy and he was like oh shoot I want to sign up for that I'm just like you curve like, that's immediately exactly. the first thing and I that's my think. point I think it's a um, our society's yeah. approach to sex has created niche and, <laughs> and that's why you have and that's and that's why you have sex therapists I mean so right. it sounds more like sex therapy to me because yeah. you're bringing, you're coming in with your partner, like um, Lindsey Kaplan, Doctor Masters. It's like you said before, analyst. If, if anyone's familiar with that show, I mean, we're talking the the sixties, right? Yes, late fifties, sixties, where we were. It seems like we're as or close to being as repressed, with certain caveats there, of course. But there's still a large amount of sexual repression in our society, where it's just bad, bad, bad. Wag the finger, wag the finger. So then. I'll call them clever if folks come up with a business plan based on the demonization of sexual behavior. Well, good. We will collect $25 a piece, and you can, well, actually $50 a piece, and you can go and let us know how it is. Who, me? No. I'm not paying for him to go there. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why do I need my, why do I need a sponsor? I can pay for myself. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to, you know, write it off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So. You know, anybody interested in One Taste, try it out. Oh, let us know. That's the name of it. I'm just every time you say that name, every time you say that name, I jump. Listen, share your One Taste experience with the Zeitgeist community. Health and science. Vegetarians, I got some bad news for you guys. A lot of you don't eat meat. Has nothing to do with health has everything to do with how we harm animals. And I know sometimes people respond and say, well, plants have feelings too. And you go, no, plants don't have feelings. But guess what? A study has been done to prove that they do. (laughs) So, (laughs) if you guys, you know, so out in the wild, um, animals, insects—they have to forage for their meals. They don't have grocery stores to go to. Really? They just—they don't. There are no grocery stores in the wild. It's amazing. You would think they would have evolved by now, but they food deserts. I tell you, they're everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even in the even in the jungle. <laughs> so they have some proof that plants release a, a poisonous gas when they know that they're about to be eaten. So, I mean, vegetarians are no better than herbivores are no better than carnivores. Well, it's a specific, <laughs> it's a specific plant. Well. It's a specific plant that they studied because they mapped the DNA of the plant to figure out that this was going on. Now, the thing is, plants have all kinds of defense mechanisms for uh, animals that eat them. Right. But what happens is we've evolved to derive benefits from them. Just think of they cutting know. an onion. You know, when you cut an onion, what happens? You cry. And so they have those defense mechanisms. But it ends up helping us. Even if you uh, like spices, the heat of it, that's actually a defense. Mm-hmm. But we derive benefits. So it, the way you set it up, Brandy, is very important. This is for people who want to make the argument that oh you shouldn't eat animals because they you know they are sentient beings and all of that well yes plants have feelings and quotations too I guess according to this study and that's why when you make those kinds of arguments it's weak it's just a weak argument yeah. uh, it's it, even if you don't want to go to the health aspects of, of eating more plants then talk about the environmental impacts of animal yes. production but this whole thing about, oh, don't eat the animal, you know, because blah, 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 blah. Y'all do all kinds of things with animal, uh, animals. I'm not even, I don't even want to hear it. 
They're marrying them now too. If anyone knows what happened in India recently, they do dogs. They're they had there was a dog wedding in India. I miss wait, that. wait a minute. Pause. Yeah, this, you pause. Get this is why. <laughs> this is why. See, the wild card is is living up to his name. Pause for a second. <laughs> Are you being serious? Somebody in India married a dog? Yes, it was a dog wedding. No, okay. no, no. Did somebody marry a dog or did somebody marry two dogs? They married two dogs. No, okay. no, Let's be clear. No, 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 no. Although, I mean, I'm sure that's coming. <laughs> that's what so like, we'll say what? But no, there was a dog on dog wedding where two dogs were snatched <laughs> from their families. And is forced to marry. And was this it, seen... was the lady in the trap? <laughs> I have not seen the dogs. Okay. <laughs> All I know is they were forced, forced into marriage, <laughs> and this was seen as a good thing. Uh, did well, they have a? Yeah. They had a wedding and they invited people. Okay. The after after the after the ceremony, did they have to consummate? You know, because if they're doing the full traditional thing, there are people outside of the the uh, chamber to make sure they consummate it. Well, all I know is these dogs had no say in what was done to them. And you know what? Maybe we'll, we'll we'll have to have a full discussion on this in a later episode. I think that's what needs to happen here. Don't they dress them up? Like, do they have little tuxedos and a dress? I'm old, certainly did. Well, you can if it's an Indian, they don't wear traditional Western... Um, well, no one said anything about Western guards. Sorry, and like the guys were like, so they have. I have a hard time wrapping a sorry on myself, let alone having a wrap it on a dog. I'm sure they have elastic, elastic dogs, but it is India. But I mean, I don't listen. I'm they sure they had something going wrap on. Wrap them in the tapestries. Yeah, they did look. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Hello, <laughs> 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 okay. We go, from, right, we, we go from plants have feelings to the, now dogs are getting married in India. <laughs> oh, what I'll say about the plants is, though, this is not um, something that's new. And as the analyst said, um, there's been, again, this is evolutionary business here. Um, plants cannot move, of course. So if someone's, about to, if someone's about to chow down on, the, on the Mr. Plant, Okay, they don't have a lot of, uh, they can't get out of there is what I'm saying, so they have to find other ways of defending themselves. They can't at, least not, no, not, at least I don't think so. We haven't figured that out yet if they can, but um, there's been, again, this has happened over the course of time. You think about the process of pollination and so forth and so on. Yes. You have these plants who have certain species of insects that are within their little mini ecosystem, right, because they're relying on each other. Sometimes there's one insect, there's only one insect that can pollinate one plant. So they're even that um, confined as far as their relationships are concerned. But within, with the interplay there, I mean, the plants aren't going to be like, okay, look, nature says this has to happen, so I'm cool with it. Go on ahead. Right. That's not happening. Right. Well, and, and just lima, to, yeah. No, I was saying lima beans, they, um, I, I, I saw a, a story on Facebook that said uh, the lima beans, whenever caterpillars come to start eating them, then all the lima bean neighbors start emitting a flowery smell and a specific type of wasp come and the, they attack the caterpillars. Um, oh, now see that? Yeah. That's building a coalition. But yeah. that's how that's how nature works. And just to wrap yes. it up, uh, there are benefits and harm. So it's just like what Ayana was saying. Uh, you know, because even a mammal rooting through a vegetable patch, let's say, it spreads seeds which helps the plants to move. So that's actually how they move about the world. Right. Uh, it's it's with this symbiotic relationship. So, you know, that's why it's just best not to talk about feelings when you're eating something. Yes, please, Todd. <laughs> All right, guys. And I, I mean, I know we, we got to get out of this segment. But another, I just think, fun fact about nature and, and, and the relationship to plants is that poison ivy, the cure to poison ivy, actually grows, grows really close to it. So um, if there's something called plantain, it's, it's a plant that if you ever, um, I don't know, find yourself infected. Like the, in the Caribbean, would they eat plantain? Well, it's it's actually, it sounds, it's pronounced that way, but it okay. doesn't look like that. It's a, it's a flat leaf that if you break it and rub the oil from it onto your skin, um, if you get like poison ivy rash, it'll actually cure it. So, so I mean, just to, random, just to show that the correlation of plants and the systems 
you know, really. So funny. the comedian won't be using that kind of planting in any one of her wonderful dishes, right? No. Business. Nike, the sneaker company. What an athletic company, not for shoes. Um, released. Its, <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> 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 you know what? We need to we need to pull out all of your descriptions of obvious companies and do a whole episode of it. <laughs> that was great. That was great. Well, the shoe company, well, the, shoe, the company that is known for making shoes. Yeah, the athletic company is known for its shoes. Right. <laughs> you don't want to pick I Nike. don't want to. Nike, we don't want to pigeonhole you, okay? Right. <laughs> yeah, so I want people to know that you guys don't just do sneakers, but you <laughs> are doing a self-lacing, a self-lacing sneaker um, that, 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 you know, People are, I guess, excited about. I, I, I don't, I don't understand, and it's, why isn't it just around self lacing sneakers? Wow. Is anybody on the show interested in getting it's them? It's the same way people are interested in those little uh, plastic dancing plants when the music comes on. Well, I would beg to differ slightly. Yep, I would as well. Go ahead, wild card, because this is going to be a People that can't reach their feet. <laughs> well, th- there is a an ultimate goal here. This is just a. Um, Step one, I'll say, um, and what the ultimate goal is, and I believe Tinker Hatfield, who's known for designing the Air Jordan line, and it's heyday. Anyone is familiar with that? The the earlier days when Jordan was actually playing. Anyway, the goal ultimately is to have a shoe that laces and relaces while you're moving. Exactly. So your fit changes depending on what your movement is, and the shoe would automatically do that. That's the the end game here. So what you're seeing now with this, you're seeing, you know, it's pretty juvenile in concept. And Bloomberg didn't, Bloomberg News didn't seem to be very happy about the Bloomberg business. Um, they were like, yeah, ho hum. So what? Um, so the opening salvo is, I stick my foot in said shoe, I put pressure on my heel, and the shoe then takes the lace itself, whatever you call it, automatic lacing and then adjust the lacing to your foot okay think back to back to the was it back to the future the second one what was that called yes part two part two it was just part two not the same. okay part two um with the what was called the air mag with the ultimately which was the shoe that uh, marty mcfly um mcfly right was riding the skateboard with the hoverboard whatever you want to call it Hover, the um, real hoverboard, yeah. The real right. hoverboard, yes, yes, yes. Not not the hoverboard with wheels, which is another discussion. Um, <laughs> so, um, if anyone remembers, he put the shoe on, which was a high top. I mean, an extreme high top, and it kind of just buckled down and laced on its own. And fast forward to now, um, this seems to be um, something that they're going to incorporate in the more models of their kits going forward, because there is an Air Mag shoe that Nike released which is virtually inaccessible for the layman. Um, we're talking about thousands of dollars for that shoe, but now they seem to be incorporating this technology in something that is more readily available to folks. But again, um, as Nike's representative said, this is not a gimmick. This is step one in an arc we're going to have here, and we want to end up at this point where you have a really a shoe that's almost alive. Right, because the, the key is for them to get to the stage that you talked about where the shoe can adjust mm-hmm. according to what your foot is doing. So, right. you know, if you're thinking of an athletic pursuit, that would be great because it's constantly going to be the right fit for your foot, which will lead to improvements in your performance. So right. that's where that comes in. Plus, let me just say something. It's cool. It's cool. And uh, that's a big part of marketing and selling things. Cool. Um, What's the point of wearing any of these sneakers? Nobody's really an athlete, most of these uh, customers. It's about it being cool. So, you know, and you just, if you could just see that, like, can you imagine if when this first starts happening, people walking out when it it can adjust on its own and seeing it happen in front of you, be like, what in the world is going on? So it's just cool. Um, Also, uh, they revealed a new fitness app. Now, are speaking of cool, I wanna I wanna totally let you go into the fitness app, but I think it would be cool, Nike, if you guys figured out your partnership with Cole Hahn again, and you could get oh, that Air Nike technology back into shoes. Just throw it also think that's cool. Those well, those self-lacing shoes, I think they're gonna be great for the zombie apocalypse because I can see <laughs> you know an untied shoelace causing you to get eaten. 
But see, that can be a benefit to some of us who would untie someone's shoelaces who may be standing next to them so that they can fall down and preoccupy the zombies. And then I can get away. You'll just have to do the old-fashioned tripping with that. Is there there classism now? Are we going to be the the poor? <laughs> now I gotta rip the shoe all the way off your foot and throw it. I mean, <laughs> well, look if you're if you're a person who trips over your shoelaces and gets eaten by a zombie, you need to be eaten by a zombie. Okay. Right. Why are we eliminating natural selection here? Uh, <laughs> so what what are you talking about though, Brandy? With what's cool? What are you talking about? He wants so access. Nike, he wants like, in. <laughs> yeah. So Nike, like like four or five years ago. Nike and Kohan, the the designer, they do really cool coats, really cool shoes, really cool shoes. Um, they had a they had a pilot program where they took the Nike Air technology and they placed it into Kohan shoes. So like and this is like women women's with these really cool, yeah, pumps and stilettos and things like that. And they felt like sneakers. The program just has dissolved. Well maybe know. enough women maybe it was not cost effective. Well, obviously, if they, I mean, if they, if they don't continue something, I mean, right, it's something it wasn't cost effective, so that's on you. You that's women, it's on y'all women's. What he's saying is because you need to start your own revolution. <laughs> I should break into Nike and steal the air. Um, <laughs> the air. But what about the fitness app? Is anyone interested? Are you interested in the fitness app, though, Brandy? No, fitness apps. I've tried multiple fitness apps. They don't work for me. I don't. They're too much work for me. I gotta type how much food is going in there. I have to, or I have to let it know what I'm doing. So I, I gotta put GPS on so it knows that I'm walking and where I'm going and how many miles. I, I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like them. I do think it's cool though. Like if you're a runner or something. Like how they have those. I, I think Nike has a program and under Armour. And that's and how the fitness app well. started. They started with runners. Yeah. Uh huh. Right. Yep. And you you put them in the shoe. You can see. You know, like how long you've run. Um. But I think. I mean, I, I like the Fitbit. smart yoga mat app. Say it again. I have a Fitbit. I enjoy the Fitbit. Um. But I mean, I enjoy anything that does not require me having to type in something. Um, that to me is how a true app should work. It should mm-hmm. be some kind of I agree. Yeah, they're connected. But when I have to start plugging and chugging, like if Weight Watchers can figure out a way to put something on my mouth so that it just tracks every point that goes in, so I don't have to worry about tracking myself, I'd be skinny next week. Um, but then I have people like my coworker who has a Fitbit, and then she goes, "Well, I jogged in place, so it didn't give me enough calories, so I overrode what it put." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, no, no. Then she goes, "Well, I have oh more my, yeah, I have more cat more steps because I was jogging in place." I was like, "Did you manually input that?" Yeah, well, it wasn't registered because you weren't doing anything. <laughs> weren't doing anything. Works. <laughs> But then you decide that, you know, these are lowly educated people, as Mr. Trump pointed out, so I'm not going to argue because that is just... <laughs> you, you know, the comedian comes for women, she comes for the, the people who have... <laughs> the poorly educated. people shoes during the zombie apocalypse. And that was me. <laughs> that's my point. You don't be chiving in with them. That could be anyone. That could be someone with a PhD. That could be someone with the high school degree. I don't discriminate. If you are next to me and you're not family, of course, be careful. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brandy, I guess we're done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this is a long. Oh, time. I love you, you all. Brandy on a Cole, She wouldn't have a problem. You don't have that, please. Brandy will be the first one knocking people down, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially. I mean, listen. I, I know. I would. I would support all the people. Mm-hmm. I would invite them. This is like a lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I know the comedian. comedian right. I know the comedian. We've talked about this. People going down around her. So don't Look, believe that. I have lupus. I need some sort of advantage. I, there it is. Some points. <laughs> That's gonna be my Achilles heel, unless they're like the zombies from World War Z. Who will decide who can sniff the illness on me and there let me grow? At yeah. that point, I will place. I will be your advocate. I'll be out there <laughs> getting supplies. Y'all <laughs> so want me in your camp? If what? the world wants you, I just need the good people. 
The World War Z zombies, I don't want to see them ever. All right. Yeah, me either. <laughs> Guys, all right. Well, listen, we have been doing some interesting tangents this show, you know, from, from sneakers to, to zombies. Um, and, and, and this was in the business. Let's get the dog so winning. Look at that. With the marriage? Uh, oh yeah, we even had a dog, we had a dog wedding conversation. Stay All right, guys. So, um, what we don't care about. Speaking of dog weddings, um, <laughs> <laughs> designer Diane von Frostenberg, who is known for these amazing little dresses that are so ready to wear the and wrap dress. they travel really, really well. The wrap dress, yes. Oh, she made them. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, her and her husband cloned their dogs. No, their dog. Singular. Well, now they're dogs. dogs. Yes. And now, but now they have dogs. Yes. They clone. Um, they have two cloned dogs from the one dog. So they have oh. three dogs. Oh. Is this that new math, that common core math? <laughs> yeah. So they cloned. <laughs> they, they, they created two clones out of their one dog. These dogs got their own delegate. so i mean that's it now of course this is uh created a big stir uh people talking about should you clone your animals uh you know and then there is a valid argument from some people who go what about the rescue dogs we already have enough dogs on the planet if you want another dog why don't you go rescue one and you know and then they get into their money because you know they're billionaires i don't want to get into their money i just think that i don't want to see you cloning a dog when we got all kinds of dogs all over the place. Now they can do what they want. They can do what they want. But my problem is when these dog people start acting like their dogs are just as important as me. They're not. And that's all I gotta say on it. Well I just want to start labeling a clone chicken. What? Chicken? Randy? (laughs) I want them to start labeling the clone chicken. That's all I'm asking for. But you don't eat chicken. I know. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm, I'm, see, I'm not just concerned about me. I'm concerned about the world and humanity. You just saw. And I think that people, (laughs) people. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, talking about what we, what we don't care about. I don't care about any cloned animal food because the regular animal food is messed up. So, what difference does it make? Right, so don't clone don't clone deformed chickens. I don't want extras. You're already gonna have a deformity in a clone version of it. The originals are already poor. So what difference does it make? Well, this clone is the only way to be able to move forward with me. So you better leave these people alone. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't my thing is this clone your meat, but put a label on it. And that's all. Speaking of meat, I, yeah, go uh, I got a free um, $10 gift certificate to Panera because there was a, a piece of chicken in my um, in my Mediterranean quinoa salad. Oh. Did you hear about the group of farmers that quinoa's made rich because Americans are so enamored with it? Wow. I'm going all off topic on this. I'm sorry. I, I did that. Well, that, it's on purpose because we don't care. I mean, look, we don't care. Right. I mean, hey, <laughs> this is the place for it, right? Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> and you know, yeah, and this whole superfood thing, uh, please. Yeah, okay, quinoa. Yeah, that's that's the, the ancient grain that, you know, has so much yeah. protein in it. It's this whole protein nonsense. Right. And, um, the thing is, American okay. marketing has lifted farmers. Yes. In other nations, out of po- poverty, based on a lot of these um, in vogue foods. Again, quinoa's good. Don't get me wrong. If you eat quinoa, good on you. Yeah, it's just We're another plant. That, but yeah, but the, it's in. Uh, there's some uh, marketing. Yeah, it's not an elixir yeah. going on as well. It's right. I'm tired of it driving up the cost of my food. That's my problem. Every time something's called the superfood, yeah. I can't get quinoa at a good price anymore because everybody and their mother wants quinoa. And yeah, I'm lying in the side of it. Yeah, let me sprinkle some quinoa on my right. bacon cheeseburger. <laughs> well, then you exactly have what they do. They put it inside of the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just know, everybody, Brandy, just to warn you, your price the price of bread might be going up because a scientist has found a way to make what purple bread, which includes um, 
antioxidants. So instead of the white bread, they inject it with these antioxidants. So that may be coming to you. And it turned the antioxidants turn the bread purple. Uh, it's just, you know, when you think of purple foods, it's that kind of thing. I think it's the anthocyanins or what they're called. So there you go, everybody. And what happens is it slows the rate of absorption of the calories in there. It, it affects the starch metabolism. See that? See how we're off on tangents today? Let me tell you what, what pisses me off about quinoa. Um, since I'm doing Weight Watchers <laughs> again, quinoa is like five points, okay? It's, I get 30 points a day. That's what, one six how much of my quinoa, points? How much quinoa is five points? I'm a cup cooked, which is a lot of quinoa. I'm not going to eat That's that. That's a lot of quinoa. It is, but still, I think it's a cup cooked, maybe. Now, I think a cup cooked is actually six points, but still, nonetheless. Any type of grain. Is quinoa paleo? It's a grain, so no. Okay. And the other thing that pisses me off about quinoa since I'm on my rent is that, as Brandy pointed out, now I have people at work always want to be like, well, I'm eating quinoa. And I'm like, and you're also eating that donut for breakfast, too. So right. And fried chicken. Fried chicken and quinoa doesn't count. <laughs> well, it's better than fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. Who said to leaving that out? You know, again, this is the entire, <laughs> look, this is the, this is um, the misdiagnosis of health, which is to, or the approach to health with diet, which is if I add this, my right. health improves versus if I need to remove this. Okay. We're always well, looking at Well, things. you know what it is, Wildcard? It's both. You True. can't. You need to add and subtract, not just add to. Like right. if you if you add more of good food to your diet and it crowds out the bad, okay. Right. But if, you're, if you're just adding the quinoa on top of the Sunday, right. <laughs> that's not gonna help. That so you, you have to you need to replace is really what you need to do. Well, it's substitutions. Right. Not not if I just sprinkle some uh, some fiber agent on the my cheeseburger, right? Some flaxseed on my yeah, I thought you know what I thought you were gonna go into Dave Chappelle smoke sprinkle some crack on him. Um, that's what I thought. I missed an opportunity. Yeah, but uh, just so you know, and to wrap this up because we're completely done with DDF and our cool dog. But, um, just to just to wrap this up, there was a study done of college age students, um, and they they made them eat like twelve slices of bread a day, and this was white bread. Jeez. And that made them lose weight because it crowded out the other high uh, caloric density stuff. So bread may not be your enemy. It depends on how you do it. And look for the purple bread. All right, Grandy. And it's also relative to what you eat in the first place. Yeah, but crowding it out, right. Interesting. All right, guys. So obviously we did not care about the clone dogs because we stayed on that topic for all of 10 seconds. The Tom Fool of the Week. The question was posed in pre-production. Can we spot, can you spot the Tom Fool from the story that we are about to talk about? So, if you guys haven't heard, there has been a guy called the, the Hip Hop Preacher, I believe is his name. He is a preacher. Yeah, he is a, a motivational a what, a what preacher. E.T. the hip hop preacher. Mm-hmm. Not like he's phone a motivational, phone. <laughs> <laughs> motivational preacher, um, who is paid, you know, upwards of a hundred thousand dollars a uh, an engagement to speak to corporations. He decided to give back to the community and um, was not greeted with the same respect. Wait a minute, no, it, you know, he did not decide to give back to the community. You, you can't throw it on the community. Be specific. <laughs> Be specific. He, he, he decided to give back to mm-hmm. a group of kids in St. Louis, Missouri, at the worst school, the worst school in the worst performance in the district. There you go. And was was not um. You know, immediately received with open and receptive arms. And he had to get a little golly on him. Shut up and sit down. So the question is who's the Tom Fool? 
Let's go around and everyone give their opinion on who the tall fool is well, in this story. I think first we have to point out who the players are because if you're listening yep. to this and you didn't actually watch the video, um, you're wondering who actually yes. is involved in this. So you have E.T. the hip hop preacher, um, who is a person who went to the worst performing school, I guess, according to their standardized test in uh, St. Louis, Missouri. Um, you have the students who are there. Um, are there any other parties involved in this? That's or, the question. So that's the why. For, that's for that what, there you go. That's see, it's all been set up. So, give your opinion on who the Tom Fool is, and then we'll rope it back in. Go ahead, Ayana. Who's the Tom Fool here? Okay. Well, I'm biased. I've been listening to Et the Hip Hop Preacher for countless years now. He does this. Thank God it's Monday. Uh, I, I guess you call it a web series on YouTube, which I listen to regularly. I downloaded his app. I've bought his books. I've actually purchased products from this uh, from this uh, motivational speaker. Um, I there's a side of me that uh, I, I think the Tom Fool are the uh, the I think the black folks who are spreading this story around because. It, he points out that if he goes to, if he went to a Jewish school, if he went to a white school, if he went to pretty much any non-predominant Latino school, even if he went to a Latino school, they treat him with respect. They're taking notes. They're they're taking it seriously. But he goes to a black school, and you know his own people essentially is what he's saying, and he's treated with no respect whatsoever. Um, and once again, that to me that's fine to say in house. But now, when you're, especially with everything with Black Lives Matter and Trayvon Martin with the hoodie and how people perceive young black, especially young black men, um, I think having that story be as public um, did a disservice to the African-American community. Um, because once again, I'm being in a sorority, a member of Alpha Cap Alpha Sorority Incorporated, we'd always say, keep our problems in-house. When we're outside, out and about, we are sisters, and we treat each other as such. But if we have a problem... That's why you have boycotted that show. That makes yes, sense. Now. Yes, exactly. Yes. We keep, so y'all, y'all can be, y'all can be oh, real we, stink in the house. Hey, we know. But we y'all don't want everybody like to know. We're like a family. You're going to have the same thing as any other You're like the mafia. Hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, y'all exactly. even got that so, shooting dog. What was his name? That guy. Can we get back on topic? You talking about stuff? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now. So what you're saying, Ayana, is you're blaming the promoters of the story, the media and people on social media. Yeah, because I mean, every the only people I've seen that article come from are other black folks, mm. and you know, other black folks that don't probably don't follow Et the Hip Hop. Like I said, I follow him. He's on my he's in my Facebook time on my Facebook timeline on a regular basis. But it goes back to I believe y'all have spoken about was it Bill Cosby many years ago talking about um black Pull young your pants black. Up. yeah pull your pants up and you, you can't say that in mixed company who are you actually helping i wouldn't want somebody chastising me or reprimanding me in mixed company um especially mixed company people who already think that i am yeah. no good and have nothing to offer society and but the the, uh, the other difference between uh the hip hop preacher and bill cosby is bill cosby was doing that when he wasn't being interrupted all right uh go ahead wild card who is the tom fool well, and we did talk about Jamie Foxx last week talking about the Oscars don't matter um, but once again he was at the American Black Film Festival when he was doing that though all these these situations you know are going to be picked up by the press so I think it's in the same vein as well Sorry, mm-hmm. wild, wild card who's Tom Fool um, I agree with the comedian there um, so you want another, another win for the media and social media they're always gonna win as far as being Tom fools with me. <laughs> okay, I I can blame anything on those fools. Okay, mm-hmm. um, things happen as the comedian said. I believe things happen. Forgive me for using the word organically, but organically in a certain environment when people are reacting to things, and that's what happened here. Um, I actually appreciated what Eric Thomas. Uh, excuse me, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, had to say in that moment he was reacting to something versus we we juxtapose this with the Cosby incident where he wasn't even talking to the people he was reprimanding. Right. Right. So this was E.T., the hip-hop preacher, showing up. And again, if you saw, if you happen to watch the video, 
He's not being paid. He's giving back, which is what he does a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So he he's not getting his uh, six figure uh, right. speaking fee to pay yeah. He was here for them, and when he was not being listened to, which we know is an issue within our community. Okay. He decided to address it head on, straight up, directly and to the And other communities, I do have to say. That's true. Yeah, I'm sorry. Others. Right. Yeah, sometimes you get you get caught up in the discussion and you, you know. Right. I, right. Thanks for clarifying that. But right. it wasn't yeah. even just not being listened to. He was being talked over. Yes. And as a, and as a, as a performer, that is one of the most disrespectful feelings you can have. It's like you're trying to do your thing. And especially, and I've done countless free shows. I do more free shows than I do anything else. Not that that's community service in his, the way he's doing it. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, it, I mean, blatant disrespect. And just a window when he was discussing very serious things and basically trying to give people an understanding of what you're up against as a minority. Mm. Okay. And how serious that is. And eventually working his way into a way around these things or through these things and how to excel in the face of these things and he was not being given the courtesy as the comedian just said of people even just being quiet even if i'm not interested in something can you daydream without talking yeah mm -hmm. all right brandy yeah. who's tom fool yeah i mean i i kind of give it to the um i mean the media as well but i also want to give it i want to take it to the black the lack of a code within the black community that is, I think, the, uh, the the Tom, the real Tom fool. Because if we had more of a of a system around how we manage stuff like this, like you say, in house and things, we keep things contained. You know, we had our own outlets and stuff like that. Where we controlled more the messaging. We couldn't let people run wild with our stuff. So I'm I'm giving the Tom fool to the lack of codage in the black community. Right, so, so Brandy, are you saying, just so I understand, are we talking about the social media trolls? The trolls, the community in general, yeah. like it's how we don't have, right. you know, it's just like because we don't have a cold, right, you take something like this and then you start spreading it when right. it's not, it should not be pushed, this should not be pushed, <laughs> right. legit. It yeah, and this is, I mean, this was in, this was in, this was in Vibe magazine, so. Would you consider World Star as, as some uh, source of media that has no no code? Yes. I mean, I know they have white people on there now, but to me, a lot of it, what I saw initially with World Star was black folks being ignorant. Well, ultimately, their goal is to ching the money, yeah. not the community they. Right, and they and they've said that. Yeah. Okay. They, now yeah. let me jump in here. Let me jump in here because I'm the one who posed the question. You all did a pretty good job. <laughs> Y'all did a pretty good job. Y'all called one of the Tom Fools, one of the real ones here, which certainly is the media and social media and all of that. But there is another Tom Fool group <laughs> that everybody missed. And it's none of the groups that we mentioned. The group of Tom Fools is also the teachers at that school. You think so? Yes. It is your responsibility. Exactly. It is your responsibility to tell your students to be quiet before the speaker on the stage uh, has to do it. I got okay. it. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you why. I have been in this situation before where I have been in front of a group of students uh, presenting something and they've been talking and I did something not quite as extreme as the hip hop preacher. But I did step in and I got all of them to shut up. And the teachers did nothing. They were standing there like they were, uh, you know, on vacation. They were. Now, yeah. Now, I know that they have a hard a job and all of that. And that in the classroom, they're constantly managing. But the classroom includes the auditorium. Yeah. So all y'all teachers who did nothing to stop your students, you are the Tom Fools because they are a reflection of you in addition to their parents. Well, I was about to okay. say, if you're going to name the teachers, you have to name the parents, too. I just, that's why I just did. Now, the parents are certainly numero uno mm -hmm. when it comes to this, because the teacher can only do so much. But for them to do nothing, no. See, and that's the problem. So, yes, it's the media. Yes, it's black folk pushing this story. But it's also the teachers in there who did nothing. And that's yeah, the so end of it. 
So in this case, let me ask, so maybe an administrator, and I maybe remember things like this when I was in school many moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> where um, an administrator, if you were making too much noise, an administrator would, would step yeah. in, take the microphone and say, listen, we have someone here. You're going to show some respect. Exactly. Right. That is not the that is not your guest speaker's job. You're absolutely right. I didn't even think about it that way. Um, analyst. That is not his job to come and speak and also discipline in the middle of his his uh, <laughs> his speech. Exactly. And I wonder what he was thinking about those administrators, about mm -hmm. those teachers. Because I know when it happened to me, I was thinking this school is run improperly. Yes. Because actually what happened after I told them, I said, excuse me, we ain't here for our health. Y'all need to show some respect to be quiet. I'm thinking their administration to maybe yeah. a principal, a vice principal, someone to step well, up. Wait a minute, though, wait a minute. After I did that, then the principal came in. Ah. You see? So that's not leadership. No. I agree 100%. Yeah, so I'm not blaming the speaker and I'm not blaming the students fully, even though, you know. I'm instead, yes, let pull the prominence, the media and the teachers and administrators. Thank you. I agree. Go ahead. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I think the analyst, this, this was the analyst drop the mic moment. Yes. And walk off the stage. Sex <laughs> <laughs> with chocolate. <laughs> the end. All right, guys. So thanks again for coming back for another week of the Zeitgeist. We hope you enjoyed our exciting show. And if you want to reach out to us before next week, don't forget to check us out at dailydynamic.com or on social media at Dynamic Daily. That'll be it for this week of the Zeitgeist, and we will catch you next time. Listen to the Zeitgeist every Sunday at dailydynamic.com.